0: Hello everyone and welcome back, guys, to episode 48 now, Jamie, I think we're on, of Knowing Wheel. Is it 48? Is it I or think is it's 48, 40s? yeah. Sounds 48 right. episodes in. We've basically now, well, I mean, we've been doing this for over a year, but we've almost got a year's worth of episodes if you were to watch this or listen to this once a week. But yeah, as you would have already heard, though, we're joined, as always, by Mister 183 H- How are we doing, mate?
1: I'm doing well. Good race at the weekend, so all- all's good in my world.
0: Yes, yeah, lovely weather as well over the last week here in the UK. It doesn't happen often. Um, have you been up to anything exciting?
1: Uh, I mean, I went outside a few times in Manchester. That's about So a you got stabbed got. then? Uh, not quite. I avoided it all this time.
0: <laughs> this time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I've been mugged once before, but we'll not get into that.
0: No, no, we won't get into that today. <laughs> but of course, yeah, Formula One, though, went back to Jeddah this weekend at the Jeddah Corniche Circuit, of course, a track that sparked a little bit of controversy last year and i think safe to say uh that has happened again but of course before we even got into the weekend though jamie it was confirmed sebastian vettel doesn't want to race the aston martin this year still has covid bless him
1: yeah he keeps drawing on his little red lines on the on the covid test to avoid driving the aston martin which i think is probably fair enough i wouldn't um, blame him no <laughs> i'm sure he'll be back for australia if he fancies driving it then but yeah that gave hulk another go um i wasn't expecting very much as a hulk fan since he's never driven this circuit before
0: and he delivered um, up to your expectation
1: well he beat stroll in the race Stroll so.
0: decided to delete himself <laughs> well i mean we'll talk about that later on because that is a yeah, talking yeah. point but yeah hulk for was the back, video.
1: probably his last ever race in f1 yeah and
0: but he did super we well
1: um well, top 12
0: out of how many people that crossed the line
1: 12 yeah
0: there you go That's decent <laughs> Um, but yeah I mean yeah Hulk back in the car though once again I did read an interesting thing online though Jamie saying you know there could possibly genuinely be you know Sebastian Vettel had Covid obviously back at home with his family this might well have decided for him whether he is either A going to return next year or B return at all because Seb's always been a bit of a family man hasn't he Mm. definitely doesn't need the money it would not surprise me if he turned around this week and went actually you know what yeah Abu Dhabi last year was my last race I
1: I don't see that happening. I don't it see it likely, fine. but it, yeah, I, I can see why I, people were saying that because yeah, yeah, why why would he come back and just race around in the ninth fastest car, like? Somebody it's only quicker than the Merc, is it? <laughs> wow, here's the Hamilton fan speaking about how quick the Mercedes is. Shock, <laughs> but no, it's it's probably quicker than Williams, but that's literally it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, so, I I would say ninth fastest is actually yeah. where I'd rank it. You know, all some sort of memes aside, <laughs> um. Practice though, unfortunately, Jamie, it's safe to say didn't really get off in the best light, did it? I think it's something Not that really. needs to be discussed. Unfortunately, today.
1: Yeah, the um, I don't actually know all my facts on this, so if you want to leave, then go ahead.
0: So from what we've gathered, the Aramco facility, of course, massive sponsor of this weekend, and of course, massive sponsor as well of Aston Martin. Uh, in 2022, their facilities just outside Jeddah actually got bombed, I think it was by a, I want to say, a Yemen rebel... Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, a rebel group based in Yemen um, yeah, on yeah. Friday afternoon practice. Um, of course, this this isn't a political podcast or anything like that, um, but of course, you know, we're, we're interested in the Formula 1 at the end of the day, so they were immediately... A lot of questions being raised about you know whether it would be safe enough to host a grand prix this weekend you know especially it got pretty eerie pretty quickly didn't it the fact you sort of just see cars doing their runs and downing towards the final corner and just every time a car comes around you just see like a bigger and bigger sort of black cloud yeah. the big smoke in the distance there. the big smoke from gta4 yeah yeah. 4. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it was not a good look for f1 or for saudi arabia i don't know no, think. no especially well i don't know how much of it was true but on twitter the various little quotes from people were like don't worry this happens all the time was kind of the attitude which is like
0: yeah very that's i mean not
1: not a promising sign really
0: and i think this is the other thing as well isn't it obviously like i said we're not a political podcast and to be honest neither of us are particularly well versed with the middle east at all no, really are we i don't think we'd ever try and claim that we were and then obviously go across and say something stupid um, but, yeah, obviously set a difficult tone at the start of the weekend. And, of course, the most important thing for us at the end of the day was to you know that everyone made it through the weekend, of course, safely uh, when all was said and done, you know, and there were no sort of other massive incidents in that regard around this yeah, weekend. Yeah. The only other real talking point, though, Jamie, from Friday running was both Ferraris in, Q- in FP2, sorry, having both slapping the wall... And basically mm. ruining their session and their, on their, and their evening, didn't they?
1: Yeah, both of them basically making pretty similar mistakes, different corners, but costing them valuable practice time, especially for those long runs, which arguably could have cost Leclerc a chance at the end, because I think that battle was down to Leclerc looking after his tyres worse than Verstappen did. I think he overheated so, them, yeah. Yeah, it, it would be interesting if he had done second practice. Maybe it could have all been different, but we'll never know.
0: No, no. Um... But, yeah, let's jump into qualifying then, Jamie. Of course, qualifying at Jeddah, arguably a pretty scary session, isn't it, I think? I think yeah. we... I don't know, you watched F2 as well, didn't you, for the most part this weekend? Uh Yeah, I did. That races. qualifying session was <laughs> carnage, wasn't it? Yes. Unfortunately. Now, <laughs> yeah. we are both... I think we can safely say, you know, we're, we both agree, you know, Formula 1, Formula 2 drivers, they need a bit of a challenge. But there's got to be a line drawn somewhere, and I think the debate still isn't it, is whether the Jeddah street circuit is on that line, over the line, right up towards the line. You know, the track Mm. just... I mean, we've both been watching Formula One now for, what, the better part of 15 years. That makes us both sound really odd, (laughs) doesn't it? But Yeah, very odd. I just feel like around a track like this, there's just that, I just feel a bit uneasy more than basically anywhere else. It's, yeah, for the most it's part. like when something
1: goes wrong, you you know it's going wrong, big style. Y- yeah, yeah, there's but nowhere to I, hide. To credit where it's due, I absolutely love the track. Like, watching laps around here when they're nailed, like Perez's pole lap and stuff, so much like excitement. It's one of, like, obviously they need to make it a bit safer in some corners goes without saying yes yeah but the track itself they've done a really good job making it exciting to watch
0: it's an it? exciting track isn't it but and I, it's that horrible balance isn't it as well because of course at the end of the day formula one is still exciting because there is that inherent danger
1: yeah people of often like, don't can go wrong
0: yeah people often don't like to talk about <coughs> that but it is A deep rooted psychological thing, as much as anything else, Mm. for most people. You know, if there was absolutely no danger in Formula One at all, it probably wouldn't be as exciting. And that is, trying to find that balance, I think, is very, very difficult as Mm. well, of course. You know, we've had introductions like the Halo in recent years, you know, that we've praised pretty much since the beginning, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Everything like that. But. Yeah, when you get a lap hooked up at Jeddah, very very satisfying. But I wouldn't argue it's any more exciting than, say, watching. For me, I always look back at Magello a couple of years ago. Qualifying laps there were incredible, and of course, when drivers yeah. did go off, with the exception of Lance Stroll, but that was a bit of a freak accident. Yeah, yeah. It was exciting, but <clears throat> didn't feel on edge.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess they don't have the luxury of huge runoff areas at such a tight venue but certainly they could be do they could do more to make it safer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we'll
1: get on to that when we get to Q2, but first of all Q1. Uh Matt, what happened?
0: Well, Q1, <laughs> Latifi, I mean he had a woeful weekend on the whole, I mean we'll talk about that a bit later on as well, but pretty early on actually in Q1, tips into turn 13 and the car just breaks free really really quickly, like surprisingly quickly.
1: Yeah, it was a strange crash. It looked like he just locked the rear brakes or something, wasn't it?
0: It, it was almost like, yeah, the rear diff just completely locked or something like that. Mm. Just seemed very, very bizarre uh, for Latifi. Again, crashed actually into quite a weird area in the end, which I think a lot of people are going, well, you won't find F1 cars there, as a marshal very quickly had to run back,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, which I think
0: obviously was a lot of people call. forgot about. Um, it, obviously, Latifi was all right, though, which is the most important thing. And then Sonoda seemed to have car issues that meant he couldn't qualify at all.
1: Yeah, so two cars didn't set a time in Q1, so that meant only the three slowest out of 18 were to go out. Yes. And Lewis Hamilton was able to find himself one of those three cars in a Mercedes-Benz.
0: Yes, in a very, very poor Mercedes-Benz, it must be said. Yeah, I must admit, again, obviously, Hamilton, I wouldn't say wasn't himself this weekend, but I think, especially after Friday, there were definitely a few things on his mind about it um and i'm not trying to like make excuses for him but you can often tell with hamilton's driving style. you know it was a combination of everything that happened friday you know they had a very very late night friday night which i think a lot of people forgot about i think they were all still at the tractor by 3 a.m
1: yeah it was really late
0: combination of that and mercedes with that car this weekend completely dropped the ball he was losing a second down the straight to george russell so you think, oh, he must be making time up in the corners, and it just wasn't happening. He had no confidence mm. in the car, which we like, haven't seen I, for years.
1: We saw his onboard on Sky, and he was, like, in the first sector. He was just not near any of the apexes, which you kind of have to be, because yeah. that's where all your time is. So, yeah, he just didn't look confident in the car at all. It was probably, yeah, it's definitely, like, messed up on the setup, but I still... Yeah, it was a pretty poor weekend from Hamilton all round, really.
0: Yeah, it certainly wasn't a weekend to write home about. And his first Q1 outing, Jamie, on raw pace since Silverstone 2009. Yeah. Which is kind of insane when you think about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that's mad. <laughs>
0: um. So, yeah, Hamilton went out, out, out in Q1. Then we get into Q2. Ocon gets blocked by Daniel Ricciardo in another very, very much sort of looking at the TV screen between your fingers, wasn't it? Yeah. That one could have got nasty rather quickly. And again, this is the other problem, isn't it, with Jeddah? You know, we sort of talk about those walls being a bit too close to the track, but it also means visibility in a lot of areas is not yeah. great.
1: Yeah, they tried to open it up this year a little bit in the middle sector, but like, it's still... Yeah, you can go around a super fast corner and there's just a car stopped and you've got, you didn't see it coming because you had about... like Every corner's basically blind with the barriers really close. Especially so, looking
0: back as well. Yeah. I'd argue even more than looking in front.
1: Yeah, so pretty uh, close call for Ocon but he had a few more of them throughout the weekend as well so yes. they all survived
0: yeah. Ricardo actually did get a three place grid penalty though for that one uh, yeah. which I think yeah I don't think you can really argue certainly wasn't fair um, but of course yeah very very difficult for the drivers of course to judge where these other cars are because they just can't see them obviously yeah. they're completely reliant on their engineers and sometimes that sense of urgency doesn't really get put through very well.
1: No and you do feel for Ricardo a bit because he can't do much else other than do what he's told by the engineer in terms of getting out of the way. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very deserved penalty, I think.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. You couldn't really argue against it because, of course, Ockham did nothing wrong and actually did a very, very good job to avoid Ricardo uh, yeah. in the end of that. Then, of course, we probably moved on to the biggest talking point of qualifying, wasn't it? Mick Schumacher, yeah. exiting out of turn 10 in towards turn 11, had an absolute monster shunt yeah
1: massive like probably right up there with some of the biggest G's we've seen
0: it was bigger than Grosjean's 2020 crash yeah. 70G I think I saw online into
1: a concrete wall as well yeah. It? Like, yeah it was yeah obviously just a driver error which is um, him I think well
0: he shouldn't have put the car there but it yeah. was very much I would still argue it's not great track design
1: no it's not great track design at all and also what frustrates me is like in commentary on the F1 qualifying, they said the reason there's no tech pro barrier there is because why would a car crash there? But when you've got a huge curb curb like on the that, outside, yeah. literally the same thing happened in F2 in qualifying. Timbolic Basti crashed there and was out the rest of the weekend. Uh, both Alpines in qualifying at separate points lost it on that curb and very nearly crashed into the, that part of the barrier as well. Like, why is it concrete? Why is there no tech pro there? or just lower the curb so it's not like an auto spin? Or safer barrier. Yeah, just get, like, a concrete wall is not a solution to that. When no. you go into it at such an acute angle.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And of course, yeah. Mick Schumacher, though, you know, he was transported to hospital, though, but again, was back on Sunday, and unfortunately couldn't race because Haas didn't have enough spares, actually. Um, yeah. But, of course, yeah, I'm not sure he would have wanted to run that risk either. But, yeah, I mean, when you sort of, again, this is the other weird thing, isn't it, with Jeddah? I mean, that there was this element of we need to have the most corners on a formula one track yeah and that is three corners there that could quite easily just be one far safer corner
1: yeah yeah it's i don't know what what it is about like new tracks have to have something special like who cares who's got the most corners yeah no idea but anyway it's what it is schumacher was fine uh he was obviously a bit shaken. Took a while to get out of the car. And also, his radio broke um, in the crash. So, we heard nothing from him yeah, for about which, 10 minutes. Which never it helps. Does great. It? No.
0: Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so then, of course, we move into Q3. Sergio Perez, Jamie. 215 Grand Prix. He yeah. finally, finally puts it on pole, seemingly out of nowhere.
1: It was an incredible laugh as well. It was. I, like all throughout quality it looked like Leclerc had a bit of an edge over everyone else and it was like suddenly Perez just puts it together right at the end and it qualifying is not his strong suit at all we've no. seen obviously he just had 215 races zero poles
0: he's never really and, had a car capable of pole though, with no, the exception well, of the last, last year. year
1: yeah yeah, but even so he's never been on the front row I don't think maybe yeah he was his first wasn't it yeah Um, but yeah incredible lap from pacheco very well-deserved pole. um max was not on it at all like the whole of quality really only fourth place and i think what was it two or three tenths off perez which is his biggest deficit since like before gasly as a teammate so since 2018 that was his yeah, biggest since Ricardo. yeah yeah
0: yeah because actually when you look at the qualifying comparison so far this year perez has been ever so slightly stronger Marginally, yeah. <laughs> he's gained more there than he lost at Bahrain, which is kind yeah. of insane when you look at it. um But yeah, so we had Rebels sandwiching the Ferraris then for the Grand Prix. Of course, top four are all exactly the same. George Russell ended up in fifth place there after a shaky no, qualifying. Didn't. Did he not?
1: Sixth in qualifying. Ocon was was it when, was
0: fifth. Oh, Ocon, sorry, yeah, got fifth, didn't he? Yeah, Alpine. Really, really strong in qualifying, wasn't yeah, it? They were. So, yeah, Alpine, I mean, this was always, I think, going to be a track that suited their engine anyway. Because Alpine just yeah. always seemed to have a car that can... It seems to be fast right at the very end. It seems to be able to produce a bit more power right and at the they top were good. of the road very
1: good last year as well.
0: Yes. So. Yeah, I just meant the power unit as always oh, seemed to be unit, like that. Yeah, it yeah. seems right at the very top. It seems to hang on a bit better than anyone mm. else. Um, but yeah, that set us up though uh, for what would hopefully be an exciting race, but not a scary one, wasn't it, Jamie? And yeah. for the most part, a couple of interesting moments, but for the most part, Sunday was pretty calm, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. I think across all the formula, they sort of calmed down a bit because the first F2 race on Saturday was like carnage. It was disaster, F2, wasn't it? Yeah, it was absolute fast, really. But And then the second F2 race on Sunday was much calmer, and yes. so was the F1 race. They sort yeah. of chilled out once they realised they remembered how to drive. So, yeah, it was much more like a normal race but it was still very exciting to watch I thought
0: yes yeah so I mean again even before the race though Sonoda more issues broke down trying to get to the start line mm. so he basically didn't turn a lap since free practice did he and that was it for no, the weekend
1: which is very unfortunate for him but yeah I guess reliability is still a weakness of the Red Bull I don't know if it's that Red Bull or Avatar issue um, it was hydraulics but, wasn't it was it, hydraulics? it was
0: hydraulics I feel
1: I only turned my stream on on the formation lap, <laughs> so I didn't see any of that. But I just saw Sonoda wasn't starting, and like, okay, um, yeah. Obviously, he got the the rubber the green in Bahrain by finishing out of the four Red Bull cars, and then all went wrong in Saudi. So unlucky for him, but he'll get plenty of chances throughout the season, I'm sure.
0: Yes, yeah, it'd be nice to see. Like, I think we've both sort of said this year, haven't we? We want to see Sonoda a lot closer to Gasly, and fingers yeah. crossed, he's going to have a car that can actually show that as well there. But yeah, check on the pole though. I genuinely thought he'd lose it going down in towards T1. But, nice clean getaway. He's led away from Charles there. Max Verstappen jumps Carlos Sainz off the start as well. I think we always knew Max was going to try and be aggressive in towards Mm. the first couple of corners. Early on though, Jamie in the race, of course that one was pretty uneventful apart from that. Alpine (laughs) were the team delivering the action early on
1: in the race, weren't they? Which was such... Like, I understand why they don't want to interfere, because it's obviously very early season. They look like they're obviously not going to be championship contenders, so they might as well let the drivers race. But when you have, like, Bottas and Magnussen and a whole train of midfield cars right behind, and you're at the head of the midfield, it just seemed like a, a bit of a risk not worth taking. But yeah, they put on a great show for us, so it's it good, good Exactly, times.
0: exactly. And I think there was an element of, well, we might as well give the sponsors a bit of airtime as well, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, Alonso yeah, and Ocon not willing to back down with each other, and it was I think yeah,
1: Ocon was a bit over the line a couple of times in my opinion. But
0: um, you, do you no mean going crushed. back down in towards turn one?
1: Down to turn one, Alonso was looking for the inside, and Ocon moved incredibly late on him.
0: I was always in the mindset looking at that. If we're thinking about the same, like the one they got closest,
1: yeah, yeah, there wasn't there was enough room really on the inside.
0: There was always no. sort of my thing. Ocon moved slightly further over. Yeah, I completely agree. But Alonso was never going into a gap that was there. No.
1: No, but neither of them crashed, they both lived to fight on. Yes, but yeah. eventually Alonso did get past, and he was. I could tell he was a bit fuming by the way he was. Driving yes, when he got past I, him.
0: that would be, I think, the main motivation if you work at Alpine to let one of them sort it out is because yeah. Alonso just gets very tilted very quickly.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. What happened? Oh, that was the one that really happened earlier, wasn't it? We well, those then, fighting.
0: then you had that weird moment, didn't you, where the team told Ocon to not carry on battling, and then suddenly Bottas got past him as well, oh, yeah. wasn't it? He which was like, stop chuckle. battling,
1: and he, really, he forgot which car he was. He just meant, stopped so.
0: battling anyone <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so
1: Ocon was, Ocon was running, what, eighth? That would, that would
0: have been eighth. He yeah. was seventh, yeah, and then got relegated to eighth, wasn't it? When yeah. Bottas overtook him. Um, yeah, of course, the gap at the front, though, was actually, Perez was controlling the field. Leclerc was keeping up with him, and then Verstappen and Sainz were both just dropping back ever so slightly early yeah. on, weren't they? Until Gaps around
1: two seconds roughly each.
0: It was just under two between the top two, and then just over two, I think, between Leclerc yeah. and Max. But Max just didn't quite seem to have the answer against them. Then we get to lap 15. Ferrari, I think, let's be honest, accidentally pulled out a bit of a worldly of a move, yeah. didn't they?
1: They got very lucky, didn't they? <laughs> we got can't beat around a Bush too much. They got lucky with this one. Yeah. Checo was incredibly unfortunate because, obviously, Ferrari tell Leclerc to pit. Red Bull want to cover it off, so they, they pit Perez first, as they usually would. And then, yeah, the lap of Checo's out-lap, Latifi crashes for the second unforced error in as many days.
0: Um, and this one was by far and away the worst of the weekend. Yeah, it was so it? bad from Latifi. Low like, speed. What? That was... Genuinely, I mean, because that's what did he retire in Bahrain as well?
1: Um, I think he finished in Bahrain.
0: I want to he... believe that's either his second or his third crash, unforced in as many races.
1: Well, it will be his third unforced. Yeah, let DNF. Had the one in Abu Dhabi.
0: DNF. How did he DNF in? Oh no, I'm in... looking at last year's race. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was going to say I'm pretty sure he finished Bahrain and then obviously he crashed in Abu Dhabi, which caused all the controversy. So yeah, three. Pretty rookie errors, and he's been in F1 a while now. Is what it third must be his 45th race or something,
0: yeah. Third season, he's into now. No, not quite yeah. that many, he's on about 40.
1: Oh, yeah, the in 2020, wasn't it? But even so, he's been in F1 three years, he's never really shown very much.
0: No, he's no, gotta
1: be out the door at the end of this year, surely. And I mean, we Alvin know, it's slapping him,
0: we know why Latifi was at Williams for so long. And I can kind of understand their logic, if you know. He's given us a lot over the last couple of years. We'll give him one more season to prove himself. Now, we're not completely dependent on the money. Yeah. But he is just a pay driver, isn't he, at the end of the day? Yeah, and unlike completely. Lance Stroll, who, let's be fair, neither of us are as big advocate, has now proved he is capable enough in a Formula 1 car. Yeah. I'm still not convinced Latifi might ever be there enough.
1: No. He's basically, like this year's Sergei Sirotkin it's like Sergei Sirotkin wasn't that bad he got pretty trounced by Stroll and Stroll was not great at that point in time
0: he did well at Monaco though that year didn't
1: he wow one race Maz have been out goal i Schumacher at Monaco last year
0: it's because Schumacher kept crashing it
1: Yeah, as true. he did this weekend but, again yeah I don't see a long future for Latifi in the sport to be honest no. he must be about 26 now as well so it's not like he's got much room to grow yeah Um, but yeah unfortunate. For Williams um, to have to repair the car twice in two days. Um, but there we go. That caused a safety car which massively screwed over Perez
0: yeah, and completely. everyone else.
1: Yeah, he came out, well, initially third, but they had to let Sainz back through because he overtook after the safety car line.
0: Yeah, which all sure so got a was bit weird, before. didn't it, as well?
1: Yeah. That was confusing, but there we go. Yeah, meant Leclerc led. Um, obviously, they all boxed because why wouldn't you on a safety car? It's free, free stop. stop. Yeah, And it screwed over the hard tyre runners as well. Um, yeah, Hamilton, K. mag
0: and Gasly got completely bent and over by Hulk. didn't they? Oh, Hulk as well was in this race, was yeah. he? I never saw him. Yeah, he was.
1: <laughs> he was running ninth for a bit, I believe. Um, but no. Wow. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't didn't work out for those drivers. But Leclerc led from Verstappen and Le- and Science as a top three, yeah. which kind of set us up for the rest of the race.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the next 20 or so laps were pretty quiet as well, weren't they? Obviously, we had those few hard runners that were still a bit out of position. But yeah, really then, not a lot happened until all the way, lap 36, when seemingly, with no rhyme or reason, Fernando Alonso, with his Renault power unit, Daniel Ricciardo with his Mercedes power unit, and Valtteri Bottas with his Ferrari power unit, all broke down on exactly the same lap. Yeah. With completely different like, issues.
1: Simultaneously, they just all stopped working, which was very strange. Um, caused another virtual at first. Yes. I believe, a safety car, because Alonso was going super slowly. It was only ever Screwed a virtual. Screwed my fantasy team over as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and Ricardo stopped even worse and actually had to stop his car on track. Alonso made it back to the pits. Bottas they pit first and then couldn't fix it, so he came back in the next lap and retired. Yeah, yeah. Um, not great for any of those. Quite unlucky for Alonso and Bottas, especially because they look like to be on good for good points. Yes, um, yeah. that's the way it goes. So
0: yeah, and I mean, obviously the other driver that got completely screwed up by it was Lewis Hamilton, wasn't it?
1: Mm, it was strange that one because I think uh, Magnussen and Hulkenberg both made it into the pits before it closed.
0: But um, Hamilton was in front of the pit lane. Hamilton and was, then couldn't yeah,
1: pit because too tight. Really, Ricardo's car was stopped. he had such a short amount of time to make up his mind was probably having some thoughts back to Monza, Monza. yeah, um, exactly and was like, yeah, it's not worth the risk but to be fair, he didn't he didn't arguably lose out from that, he just didn't gain.
0: And no, he lost out from it he was about 10 seconds ahead of K-Mag
1: yeah, but like, he didn't
0: had he been able to pit then, he would have still probably come out behind Russell
1: yeah, he well, yeah, probably, but it's not like he, I I don't know how I'm going to phrase this, he didn't get lucky like the virtual safety car would have it was lucky for magnuson hamilton didn't get unlucky he just didn't benefit from the luck
0: i would argue he was unlucky because everyone else had the choice of a pit stop and he didn't
1: mm. yeah although it, t- it wasn't actually closed when he went past he just was in court in two minds but we'll not get into that
0: okay okay <laughs> then of course i mean this has been a pet hate for us as well hasn't it over the last couple of years Why don't commentators understand how a virtual safety car works? It's stupid. It's so infuriating. Too fair
1: to Martin Brundle he does, but he wasn't there this weekend. I remember there was one time that Martin explained it perfectly to Crofty.
0: And they've just forgotten about that. Like, bless (laughs) them, Crofty and JB, a very good commentary duo. Yeah, Button did great this weekend, I thought. But please understand how a virtual safety car works because it's so can I do a, frustrating can I do a bit
1: of uh, like year nine physics to explain to the viewers please do genuinely so you've got leclerc and verstappen with a what 1.8 second 1.6 so. seconds i think it yeah. was
0: when the vsc came out when the
1: vsc was deployed that 1.6 seconds equates to i don't know say 500 meters in no it's way more it's, than that it's way less than that <laughs> it's way less oh, than, yeah so track, say it? say it's about 300 meters or so it doesn't really matter there's 300 meters between them they all slow down to, a, like, 40% slower than they were going. The distance between them is still the same. It's still about 300 meters or so. That means, because you're going slower, speed equals distance over time. The time between them goes up to about four seconds. It doesn't mean LeFler has gained three seconds on max. No! <laughs> like, it's, it's basic physics. It's not hard, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's a little pet hate. Obviously, they all work out they were wrong once the verge safety car ends and the gap goes back to exactly what it was before. Well, it didn't
0: this time, did it? The staff gained like seven tenths.
1: Yeah, I I get the feeling that was because he like got lucky with where the safety car ended. Yes, exactly,
0: exactly. This is Um, the fundamental issue with VSCs, isn't it? Is they they're very much like putting a plaster over like an artery wound, aren't they? They solve a problem, but not particularly brilliantly, to be honest. They're still a bit flawed. But then again, a safety mm. car is in the exactly the same way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because a safety car screws the race even more. VSCs are more normal for race situations because it doesn't affect it too badly. Yeah. I mean, the, o-
0: the only way you and, could sort yeah. out a VSC, isn't it, is everyone has to have a completely fixed speed around the entirety of a lap. And <laughs> then it this VSC comes in when a certain car is exactly the same point on the track as they were when it came out
1: which just wouldn't be possible no that's just no. so much technicalities
0: yeah but it's still a little bit frustrating isn't it when yeah you could argue this race was completely defined by a vsc which is completely there to do the opposite and not define races in that yeah. in the way it defined it
1: but then that's happened before like people yes. get free stops yeah exactly australia exactly. 2018 springs to mind yes yeah so. of course
0: yeah. Um. So lap forty-two, then Jamie, things start getting spicy, don't they? Now we already saw the first battle of twenty twenty-two between Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen. It looks like Jeddah was about to be round two of that, didn't it?
1: Yeah, and it looked for a few laps at least like Leclerc had the measure of Max again. Yeah. Um. As he did in Bar but yeah, it was. We're gonna get onto this in a second, but the the setup of the track, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, with the, you've got one DRS line down to turn 27, another detection point, and then another DRS line back into turn one of the next lap. Basically, it means that a car can pass into 27 and then get repassed quite easily if the overtaken car stays close. Yeah. So we saw that on lap 42. Yes. Um, Verstappen went past because Leclerc lifted off a bit early to get the DRS. Leclerc then goes straight back past him into turn one. These things, we've seen this in F1 before I remember Canada 2013 Alonso and Hamilton were breaking in a straight line to try and get on each other back then. So it's happened Um, I think the lap later they took it to an absolute extreme. Yeah I was (laughs) getting a bit
0: worried we were seeing 2021 vibes
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best look, I don't think. People loved it on Twitter, obviously, but I don't, I, I don't know. It it's not feel...
0: racing, is it? This no. is the problem for us, pure. Like breaking
1: in a straight line before a braking zone to try and get DRS, it just doesn't feel right to me. No, no. But yeah, Max almost half spun himself out as well trying to get going from that. But they both locked up. Uh, Verstappen worst. I thought it was going to screw his tires, but luckily not. um Leclerc stayed ahead for the next couple of laps until Verstappen called the car i think and got close enough again
0: yes yeah because i was going to talk about those drs zones i'm trying to remember i think it's mexico isn't it the drs zone the detection is like just before the final corner but you get the drs down the front straight and down the yeah. second straight that's how so i think this one needs to work because then it means i think that either cars, that
1: or just get rid of one of them
0: i think both of them have every right to be there But it Mm. just then means, you know, you actually get someone can send it down in towards the final corner, because that's the longer zone, so you're more likely to get a chance. And then also means you can defend yourself a bit down in towards turn one, otherwise we end up in these situations. Because obviously you've never seen anything like that in Mexico.
1: Yeah. Because the DRS zone works differently. And it used to be like Canada as well, where you got close into the final chicane and then have the DRS again down towards turn one.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Um, But... I, I don't like the the two detection zones so close to each other.
0: Yeah, I think um, that's potentially the other issue, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, again, I've always been an advocate for DRS. Yeah, I, I think I, it's good. I'm right. always sort of... I hate the way people go, oh, DRS overtakes are so boring. and I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have that, though, than no overtakes at all. Yeah. At least... Did so you open... watch 2010? <laughs> exactly. At least that opens up some sort of racing. Um, but... Yeah, whether that just means that, you know, if we've got back-to-back DRS zones, they you need to have one detection point, or like you said, just no back-to-back DRS zones like that. Something mm. probably needs to be looked into, doesn't it, with them? Because we're just going to see it more and more often soon.
1: Yeah, and yes, it's a new kind of racing, but... That's not will... racing. No. Breaking wore off at the wrong everyone. time, yeah. It wore off for me after watching F2, when it was happening there as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So... Yeah. Exactly,
0: exactly. And I think this is the thing, isn't it? Of course, we look back at that Hamilton Alonso one and it was quite cool, you know, sort of seeing these two drivers, you know, yeah, yeah. on the top of their game trying to play the strategy, but we, it just very quickly becomes very frustrating, doesn't it? And I think it's dangerous. And dangerous it can't of course, stop. Yeah. Because I think the reason why that Canada one worked quite well in comparison to these two of course is that's in an acceleration zone. These two are in braking zones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think it definitely needs a rework, but I don't see it getting a rework because it gets people talking because they want, action really. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah it's formula one we feel more and more isn't it is pushing towards that entertainment over sport sometimes
1: oh I've got rant about that later as well but I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll wait for that <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll wait for that in just a minute then uh, but yeah lap 46 though on to lap 47 Max Verstappen finally gets the jump on Charles Leclerc after a couple more eggy DRS antics Um, Leclerc almost been trying to defend from him but Mm. did well to hold on to that one
1: pretty good move from Max as well Um, yeah it was like he didn't go for it into the last corner instead just stuck his nose up the inside and luckily got some space and then obviously had a much better exit and straight line past him into turn one drove off into the distance Although, not really into the distance. not
0: Yeah, not into the distance. Because there were um, only about
1: three laps left anyway.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you think, you know, those final three laps were setting ourselves up for Leclerc versus Verstappen. You know, maybe we could see, you know, a last lap move, something like that. Um, But actually what we saw was Alex Albin and Lance Stroll have the most league racing fight I've <laughs> ever so seen. Stupid. It was a peak lack of awareness and lack if, of... Have you
1: seen the yeah. Albin on board out of curiosity?
0: I don't think
1: so. It was absolutely Albin's fault. I, f- I mean, on first viewing, it looked like Stroll's fault. And
0: um, well, Albin did get the penalty for it.
1: Albin did get a three-place penalty for it from Melbourne. But, but yeah, we they are fighting over 11th.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we can't really argue as well. Stroll is not a very observant Formula One driver. No. Even on his best days. So he was probably quite lucky uh, that he didn't get anything from that one. But yeah, Albin was going for a proper Danny Rick's end, wasn't he?
1: Yes, into turn one. And they came to blows. Albin's tyre got ripped off on the front right, and Stroll finished but a lap down and with damage.
0: Yes. Um, yeah.
1: And here comes my second <laughs> rant <laughs> because people, obviously, we've well documented. I don't actually complained. know where this is going. So no, I've really not told Matt about this. So th- th- we're going to throw it back to Abu Dhabi. We get a safety car deployed, and Did we, I thought Abu Dhabi
0: got cancelled. <laughs> oh good you're calling maybe, it maybe
1: maybe, now. maybe in your mind but no we get a safety car thrown and sort of manipulated to give us a show give us a, a finale this race we have Albin stopped on the side of the track
0: yes and yeah
1: we've got Leclerc and Max heading for a final lap battle and they do not throw a virtual safety car out when there's a car and they did this in Bahrain as well Perez was stopped at turn one for a whole lap And there's still the laps cars are going to go past it. Super dangerous situation.
0: That was the last lap of the GP, though.
1: But there were still the laps cars, like Ricardo and Stroll, to come through that zone. And there was a car stationary in the middle of the track. That would absolutely, at any other time in the race, be a virtual safety car. The reason Um, they didn't...
0: I don't think in Bahrain it would have been just because... If it had been any other time during the race, yes. But that's normally because it was the last lap, they didn't need to get marshals onto the circuit to move Yeah, they can
1: just leave it, I guess. Yeah. But even so, this one in Saudi, definitely. This one wasn't, the, no. They didn't throw a virtual safety car because they wanted the finale of Leclerc and Verstappen. Yeah. And it would have been a bit of anti-climax. Nothing has changed. And people scapegoat Massey. It's, it's a problem bigger than Michael Massey. They love just giving us or hoping for the finale. Like, that's a problem of safety because there should have been a safety car or a virtual safety car for Albin's car because yeah. it was stationary at the start of the track. And the fact there wasn't just shows us deep rooted problems. But
0: yeah, yeah. I mean this is the thing, isn't it? We've seen more red flags than ever before in the sport in yeah. certain instances when in the past there wouldn't have been it would have been ten fine well, safety car.
1: You've got I remember Monza twenty twenty, which was the first of the new trend of red flags. That was nine years since the previous red flag for a crash, which was Monaco twenty eleven. Yes. Yeah. And Monaco since then twenty eleven. Do you mean 2013? Yeah. Pe- no, no, Petrov went into a wall. What about
0: 2013? 2013 when the barrier came across the track?
1: Car. They just got rid of the barrier really quick. It that just...
0: can't have been a safety car. It was. That was not a safety car.
1: i gonna do some research. Can't
0: have been because the barrier was completely across the circuit. I don't believe that wasn't a red flag.
1: Oh, it was a red flag. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah.
1: Fair enough. But even so, seven years between two red flags for crashes. And then since Monza twenty twenty, we've had like was Japan twenty fourteen was
0: also though, wasn't
1: it? Yes, but that was that was weather as well. Yeah. That was weather and also, regardless of the situation, that was always getting red flagged. Yes, yeah, for medical reasons. So yeah, it's a bit of a trend, isn't it? They love they love a bit of drama. They love the, especially since they've brought in the new rules. Since red flags create a new race start for us as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, mean... I don't know. <laughs> it's it's that horrible thing isn't it because on the one hand we can understand why they do it because of course you know we do want battles at the end of a formula one grand prix you know we, yeah. we are looking for that last lap battle um but i guess we've obviously come from a generation you know where races would finish under safety car and things like that
1: yeah brazil 2012 that was like the that best would be completely ever.
0: different wouldn't it now
1: yeah God, alonso would have won a third world title he probably would have done because they'd have done everything they can to make it restart.
0: Actually, would he? No, because Seb was already in sick, would wouldn't
1: he? Yeah, it so unless no Seb difference. bottled it, yeah. But all they could—they would have just like I don't know. Seb could
0: have been hit again. It certainly would have yeah, made exactly. it more dramatic, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, but they just ended the, the whole season with the safety car because there was a car that crashed and they couldn't do anything about it. So yeah. that's just how it went, and the whole season came down to a safety car finish. But that's this happens sometimes. But yeah, we yeah F one loves the spotlight and loves the drama now so
0: yeah there we go <laughs> yeah it's it's a fine balance isn't it? i think at the end of the day because let's be fair had jed have been red flagged with two laps to go that would have been really annoying because yeah. it wouldn't have needed to be but definitely something needed to be done in that situation especially like we said after the Mick Schumacher crash cars end up anywhere on a formula mm. one circuit You've got a plan for him to arrive anywhere at any speed at any angle.
1: Yeah. Um, and wherever Alban did park, there's no guarantee like another car doesn't spin off there. No, and exactly. Hits Alban's car. It's like the exit like, of turn
0: six, wasn't it? I think, yeah. In the end, or no, might have been turn ten. Yeah.
1: So nothing actually happened badly, but it could have done easily in exactly. a situation. It could have avoided.
0: Yeah. There's only so many times so. things don't happen. But I mean, we used to say the same thing about putting tractors on Formula One tracks, yeah, didn't we? Exactly. Until it ended badly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. An interesting GP weekend, wasn't it, Jamie? I think more yeah. questions have been raised about the Jeddah Cornish circuit. Um, yeah. Although apparently there are rumours we might not be racing there much longer anyway. Apparently there's going to be a new sort of purpose-built venue sorted oh, really? very, very soon in Saudi.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I've not seen anything about that. No, but no. Hopefully, I, I do quite like that I got trap, linked to so. one
0: article by... Um, one of the guys that sends me a lot of information from Jeddah was at the race weekend again. Mm. Um, yeah, just talking about... Obviously, it was a Saudi article talking about this. So obviously, I can only use Twitter's translate, uh, which isn't yeah. perfect. But yeah, sort of talking about uh, there is meant to be a new Saudi Arabian circuit in the works. Um, but there we go then. Max Verstappen took home the dub from Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. There another Ferrari double podium. You know, when uh, are oh, we... Oh, i got a... A
1: stat for this as well. Oh, here we go. Their, their first double... Double podium. D- double podium since... Austria and Britain in 2004. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Not that long ago. But yeah, long time since that. And F1 actually did a stat pad thing and got it wrong. They said it was Singapore 2019, but of course, Vettel spun and crashed at Monza the week before. So that didn't happen.
0: 2019? Yeah. 2019. Oh, yeah, he did, did
1: 2019.
0: Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Seb so used that to spin that thing podium. a lot.
1: He did. But we'll leave it. We'll lay off on Seb since he wasn't even here. He wasn't
0: even here this weekend, yeah. Um, But
1: yeah, good stuff for Ferrari once again. They absolutely battered the championship. Now they're like forty points clear in the constructors.
0: Well, Um, constructors—they've lost points at the top, haven't they? Or to Red Bull anyway.
1: Well, yeah, but Red Bull are still third. Mercedes is second at the minute.
0: Mercedes, yeah, somehow second. So yeah, Ferrari have got more points than Red Bull and Mercedes combined.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who was Perez fourth, of course.
0: Yep for Perez then Russell Kevin Magnussen Vat- no. no I'm looking at the what, wrong race looking quality, I'm looking at they? Bahrain sorry
1: <laughs> oh great
0: <laughs> uh, Russell sorry in fit there had a pretty quiet day in the end I mean yeah Mercedes were just in no man's land uh, with that car that was set up properly Ocon in sick though a good day out for Alpine like we said this should have been a track that suited their car based on past history almost though lost to Lando Norris as McLaren seemed to, be, seemed to have a bit more about themselves this weekend didn't they
1: yeah they were slightly better um i didn't norris had a bit of a quiet race he kind of benefited from like timing of safety car that's how he got ahead of gasly and then obviously the dropouts helped him as well so it maybe wouldn't have been as good as seventh but he probably could have scraped a point in a normal race but yeah, yeah and so good good stuff
0: i guess it was one of those things as well wasn't it is mclaren had a car that was capable you know that he could stay ahead of gasly as well wasn't it at the end yeah, of the yeah. day uh so yeah gasly in eighth though Mag in ninth another couple of points for Haas. And then Hamilton down in 10th. Now, I don't know, Jamie, does that actually award you points in Formula 1? <laughs> that
1: was funny. Finn was not seen. Hamilton on the radio at the end of the race asked if 10th place gets him any points, which yeah shows how long it's been since he finished there, Yes. Um, which was career 2012. I, was how did I know there. you just know that? <laughs> I, I looked it up this That's morning. That's such an obscure <laughs>
0: stat. Um, yeah. Then, of course, Jamie's two favourite drivers didn't <laughs> score
1: points <laughs> in 11th and 12th. Right. I'm not having this. Guan Zhou got absolutely screwed.
0: By uh, what?
1: Well, the car doesn't start properly.
0: He keeps putting it in anti stall.
1: So yeah, it went anti stall again. So it's it because was, he it hit Ricardo. It kinda was, to be fair. But still, he he was running in last at the end of that one, once again. Yeah. Um did a really good comeback by overtaking Albert off the track, but he, we'll ignore that. Yeah, he did do that.
0: <laughs> That's about and the only thing. Had he had saw a five second
1: penalty five second penalty for overtaking Alban off track which was worth taking because he gained like ten seconds on album really quickly but then the team forgot how to serve a five second penalty but it's because the they problem... had
0: issues wasn't it with the jack beforehand yeah
1: no the problem was there they weren't any issues it's just the jack man isn't allowed to lift the car up because you can't do anything to the car and the first jack man lifted the car up too soon but so it not was the, the right car.
0: jack was it
1: no and then they swapped over for some reason but anyway because they did that work on the car technically during the five second he then had got a drive through penalty as well for not serving the five-second penalty properly. So I don't know why they couldn't just give him another five-second penalty, but there we go. Because um, he didn't
0: serve penalties correctly.
1: Yeah, exactly. So without the drive through he finishes like seventh, eighth. But there we go. He had good pace again. We rep.
0: <laughs> okay. Apparently we rep. Um,
1: yeah, well, I do at least.
0: And I mean, yeah, apart from that, though, eight cars... Either didn't make the start or didn't make the finish, if you include Lance Stroll. Stroll, Albon, <laughs> Bottas, Alonso, Ricardo, Latifi, Sonoda, and Mick Schumacher, all not making it to the end. Yeah. Kind of pretty... wild.
1: That's equaled the most retirements from a race in 2021 already. Um, was that we also We said at the cheddar? start of the season. No, that was uh, Hungary. We said oh, yeah. at the start of the year, like... Reliability could be an issue. Didn't quite expect it to be randomly striking like a lot of cars. Well, it was well.
0: every power unit, wasn't it? Whether yeah, of course it was the, loader, the power unit, well. yeah.
1: But every every well, at least one one car for every power unit had a mechanical failure, so it's clearly something the teams need to get on top of still. Yeah. And I don't think they ordered for Australia. I think the the rumors are well, obviously the European season starts in Ibola where you will also be there. Thank you. And yeah, get that one in. So, yeah, I, I don't know how, how what will actually change much here between here and Melbourne. But
0: Well, I must admit, yeah, on, a, on a different podcast that I did with someone else, yes, I, I sold myself out. What Jeremy. is
1: this? Um, Unbelievable.
0: I predicted Australia to have the most DNFs of any race this year.
1: It's going to have to do quite well to beat that one.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. And now sort of looking back, I'm thinking, especially with the track changes, it doesn't seem that likely. But you never no. know. <laughs> um, we'll wait and see about that one. Let's have a look then, Jamie. At our F1 fantasy teams.
1: Oh, yes. Are you going to do some editing again or not?
0: I'm going to do some editing again, yeah. Did you make any changes to your team after last weekend?
1: I I did throughout the week to make money, but I ended up going back to the same team. Right, okay. So, I I I swapped Alonso to Bottas earlier in the week and then swapped Bottas back to Alonso.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. I made a lot of changes to mine. I took out Lando Norris and McLaren, thankfully. Good move.
1: Although Norris did quite well this weekend, so maybe not.
0: Yep. Um. Unfortunately, I had to place Lando with Nicolas Satifi because I ran out of money, which wasn't so great. Um, but I did also squeeze Ferrari in there, which I was pretty happy with.
1: Yeah, they seem like the best team. If you don't have Ferrari, get on Ferrari.
0: Ferrari are definitely the best bang for the buck team, isn't it? Yeah. At the moment. So after the second race weekend of the year, then, Jimmy, Well, how many points did you score? In Saudi I Arabia I
1: scored 211 from Saudi Damn <laughs> which I think it's pretty good for me So
0: what's Matt, that? You're, what you're now 2-0 you... up I'm on
1: 440 overall as well,
0: Oh considerably, no
1: Considerably more than you It
0: is, it is. <laughs> I scored 198 yeah. in Jeddah Which was a lot closer to you In all fairness. Yeah. I feel like my team's got potential if Latifi pulls his finger out and actually does something worthwhile in this sport. I mean, you
1: just just said your team relies on Latifi, which is not... not
0: No, it doesn't rely on him. I mean, I've got (laughs) Russell, Leclerc, Perez and K-Mag, which can easily all be sort of top seven, top eight. Yeah. It's just, Nicholas Latifi is basically a toaster.
1: I'm liking myself at the minute. We've got Verstappen uh, and Leclerc are my big guns and Ferrari as a team. And then my other three are Joe, Magnussen and Alonso yeah and you've I was so, kind of
0: finessed that haven't you
1: I was so close I was between Alonso and Ocon like all week and if I'd gone for Ocon I'd genuinely done so well because Ocon got about 30 more points this race than Alonso did but there we go these things happen sometimes
0: yeah yeah so, so I mean you did pretty well though you did pretty well uh yeah, in yeah, terms though of the league then Jamie let's head over to the map 212 league oh, dear, um how do I find this 4,267 of you now. That is just... I mean, mind-blowing numbers anyway. The fact we've got over 4,000 of you in is just (laughs) insanity. Overall, then, we've actually got one person clear out in front, Jamie, on 561 points. That is Ray T from America. He scored 313 in Saudi Arabia. We'll have a look at the... And had Bottas. Wow, unlucky. Yeah, well, we'll have a look, uh, actually at Jeddah results in just okay. a moment. Um, what is, Jamie, can you tell me the top score of anyone in the world right now?
1: Ooh, you're testing me a bit here using his website.
0: The top score in the whole world is 599. So we're not far away then. Ray T yeah, is only a handful of points away there in uh, on 561 that's that's pretty good go what's that best team then jamie out of interest
1: oh no i've gone off it now hang oh, on come on jamie right the best team is islam e who's egyptian and in saudi he had magnus joe this is actually my team but ocon instead of alonso i'm fuming
0: but he megadriver he, I mean, mega he, 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 he
1: mega'd Verstappen and turbo declare so it's yes literally yeah. my he's team. actually
0: got your <laughs> team hasn't he that's insane yeah because I'm looking at the guy that scored the most in ours and he's just got Bottas instead of Guan Yu Zhou.
1: So I've done really well apart from one detail. That's you kind of annoying. You did
0: pretty much. Yeah, if you'd mega-driven Verstappen as well there, you did. Yeah, I mean, never you sensibly based on your predictions last week, you would have done if you were going to mega-drive <laughs> anyone. Yeah, you uh, would have Jeddah. you would have got the best possible score in F1 fantasy, Jamie.
1: If I don't know if I'd got a lock on Alonso. Yes, yeah. We, I didn't. So. No, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. I'm still where are you in the league?
0: I'm probably in about 8,000th.
1: So in your league, I am four hundred and fifty first.
0: I am one thousand four hundred seventieth.
1: So I'm top ten percent. That's decent. I'll take that.
0: What what position are you, sorry? Four five one. So no, you're not top eleven. Top eleven, yeah, (laughs) top eleven. I'm inside about the top forty percent, which isn't so great. No, No, I'm just yeah, near enough top thirty percent, aren't I? Uh, Top what? Top third. I'll oh, take that. I'll take that. Uh, Got a Melbourne long
1: time area. to tinker before Melbourne.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, having a look though at results from Saudi. Then, if we just go Saudi, uh, how do I do this? I don't think I can. I don't think it will let tell you. me. can How? how can I? Find... L. How do I find the this best. out? Sorry.
1: You just go on the league and then at the top. Oh yes, season. Sorry, there.
0: Yes, here we go. So yeah, Patricia L. Red Rari.
1: My team, but Arcon instead of (laughs) one.
0: That is quite funny.
1: Oh, oh, I'm so close to being great. So close to being
0: great. (laughs) Poor Jimmy. His team's worth 102.2 million as well. That's quite good going. That's
1: good stuff. Early
0: on. Um, I mean, he had a nightmare though in the first race of the year, by the looks of it. Oh, he did. He got 126. Patricia. Oh dear. Oh, I'm so sorry to you because, yeah, they went down the yeah, McLaren-Lando McLaren. route as well, like not I did. Great. That's that's a bit heartbreaking. Um, yeah, so there top ten, though, from from Saudi Arabia, though, Jamie, was Patricia. Then we had Diogo with 324 points. Then we have Ray, who's now currently top of the league on 313. They're tied uh, with Adash A and Pete M, as well as... Oh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name, Jamie. loads of
1: people. Uh, pronounce pronounce
0: the SCP team for me because apparently I always Guilherme? said. Guilherme. Something like Rather that. Rather than Gillamy. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Gillamy. You're, you're I don't know F2. Yeah.
0: Gilumi <laughs> is always the way I've said it, and I genuinely thought that was right. I'm sorry. No. Uh, so Gilerme. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um Ricardo B, um Clementine and Andrea round out our top 10 there all tied in third place yeah. in the end, which is kind of insane, then we've got another huge oh no, we haven't got so many tied, we've got uh, AD Christopher and Losu who are tied in 10th place there as well at the end of uh, Saudi Arabia so congratulations to all of you guys uh, that have made it to the top 10 that means Jamie, give us a rundown of our top 10 overall at this stage of the year, I think it's a lot of the same names overall,
1: isn't similar We've got Ray T, who was in the top 10 then. Top, clear, on five We've got Jasper K, The Undertaker, from Bangladesh, in third, in joint second as well as, I can't read that, Eileen H, Spanish? Eline,
0: yeah. Eileen, something I like that. I don't know.
1: And, and Lele Tu, who was top in Bahrain, I remember. Yeah. So that's our top five. All separated by R. one point. Yeah, <laughs> one point between the top five. That's pretty good going. Joe R, Ethan T, Will M... And Krista's S, as well as Ricardo B, finish out the top 10 quite close as well. But I need to get in there. If I had Ocon this week, I wouldn't be far away. You
0: wouldn't, <laughs> would you? That's really worrying, and I just need to actually build a decent team. You need to team. pick up your game. I yeah. do. I do, desperately, at some point this year. Uh, but, I mean, we'll wait and see about that one. Maybe I'll have to make more big changes before the next race of the campaign then, Jamie. However... We might we might not be too close in fantasy though, Jamie. But still, overall, with our little head-to-head predictions, it's pretty close still, isn't it? I've got the it's predictions it. just here. He says that as now I realise I don't have the predictions just here. Give me one second. Uh, the, I
1: believe I remember them.
0: I believe I have found them.
1: Nice. So, so we both put Verstappen and Pole,
0: which we both got the wrong Red Bull. Yes. My top three for the Grand Prix was looking pretty damn good. Even after qualifying, wasn't it? My top three seemed far more likely Mm. than your top three. But because of the way we score these, you kind of, yeah, ended up doing better than me this week. Repeat that for me one more time. You got lucky this week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but there we go. I believe I got the top two bang on with Verstappen and Leclerc. You
0: did. I got them the wrong way around. I said Leclerc to beat Verstappen
1: i put hamilton third i had way too much faith in him
0: which which wasn't your wisest choice i had perez p3 who i mean got unlucky because he finished p4 and to be fair at that safety car they were actually running the top three in yeah. my order <laughs> obviously perez <laughs> illegally jumped signs, but still defeats the object yeah um so that so, means yeah overall jamie what are the scores on the doors
1: yeah so i got four points for my two bang on and you got two points this weekend for having two of them on the podium but in the wrong order yeah So, overall, I believe it is seven to me and six to you. It is, it is. Very close. A lot to play for.
0: Exactly, exactly. And this is the good thing with this point system. It does mean, you know, there is a lot of chances this year for one of us to try and claw it back against the other if we have a couple of Well, you nail it, you get eight points. Exactly, everything's spot on, (laughs) that's eight points, which is more than either of us have scored in two weekends combined. Yeah. Um, Driver of the day, then, Jamie.
1: Hmm interesting there weren't that many shout outs i don't think like other than obviously the top two put on a good show for us i would go with verstappen if i was choosing one
0: i can't really argue against that this week and there was no one else that really stood out further down the order i think had hamilton been able to pit and would have came out like p6 i would have actually tried to argue for him a bit more as a good recovery but yeah Verstappen yeah, Verstappen yeah. this weekend I think yeah deserves yeah. driver of the day you know after the Red Bull woes last time he desperately needed a good result here probably needed a win um, and you know him and Red Bull delivered at the end of the day Checo could have probably bagged driver of the day had it not been for the safety car um, yeah but he
1: won definitely just so. fell away a
0: little bit in the second half didn't he unfortunately
1: yeah we'll not be doing Melbourne predictions this week no we will not because we've got a week off so next week
0: Stay next tuned. next week we will be back there
1: with our Melbourne predictions.
0: Race rating though, Jamie, out of ten, what are we giving Saudi Arabia?
1: I think it's very good. I I don't I think I gave
0: Bahrain an eight. You gave Bahrain a seven. A seven? If gosh. I, wow, I
1: would give Jeddah also a seven.
0: I I gave Bahrain a seven and a half. I'm gonna give Jeddah a seven and a half. Um as well. well it was basically
1: the same race over again, wasn't it? They were it? pretty similar, weren't they?
0: Yeah, pretty quiet at the start. A little bit of action early on. About one-thirds distance. Then nothing happens until about two-thirds distance. And then a little bit of stuff happens at the end.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it was a good race. I enjoyed it. Verstappen's obviously my guy. so
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One of my
1: four guys, but we'll ignore that. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, like we said, we've actually got a break week now, though. Uh, Albert Park, Australia, in a couple of weeks' time. Very, very excited to see how the track changes are going to affect that weekend. But, of course, we will be back next week uh, to discuss that a whole lot more ...with you guys as well there. But anything else to add, Jamie, before we round this one out?
1: I don't believe so. I think that's no. about everything.
0: No, I just want to say as well, quickly, because this is the first video I can say it... ...a massive thank you as well to all of you guys. We've hit 40,000 subscribers, which is kind of just mind-blowing to me, to be honest. Uh, that was, uh, funny enough, someone said a couple of weeks ago... ...when we'd started picking up a little bit of momentum again... ...you know, maybe by the end of April I could hit 40k... I think I was on about 38,000 then, and somehow inside, yeah, two weeks, we've gained near enough we've done another... It by the end of March. Sorry, yeah, by the end of March even, before April, and oh, I thought, right. <laughs> there's no way we're going to be able to do that, and here we are. 50k next goal on the YouTube, wow. which is kind halfway of Halfway to a my- plaque. Halfway to a YouTube subscriber plaque, which would be pretty damn cool. Of course, though, if you're not already, please do make sure you go follow this, uh, the podcast over on Spotify as well, you know, if that's how... You'd rather listen and enjoy your podcast. But Jamie, as always, though, a massive thank you uh, to for speaking to you today. It's always been a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Same time next week.
0: Same time next week. We'll be back hopefully once more uh, rev- Well, previewing the Australian Grand Prix. But, yeah, thank you all so much for listening slash watching. And we'll be back very, very soon for more Knowing Wheel.